Hi, this is Bimi Shavery, and I am here with your week three Solidifying Foundations episode. This series is so exciting, guys, and it is a lot of work because it is asking you to really be present and you have to think about what it is that you're writing and saying and how you're showing up. But it's so beautiful to see the leaves unfold, right? It is so incredible. And how fitting that this is the last week of Virgo season. We are going into Libra season, which is my personal season of Mayotte, which you guys know if you've been Supporting the podcast, you've been following me for the last few years, you know that every Libra season, every time autumn comes, that is absolutely about bringing balance. It is absolutely about shedding the old, walking into new death, transformation and rebirth. It is all that. And I'm so excited to be doing this challenge with you during this time because it is definitely allowing us to go into these transitions together. A lot of things are happening this month. A lot of things are already occurring in our lives. And so it is so important for us to be present. It is so important for us to be aware. It is so important for us to be intentional about how we show up in the world, how we show up in our day to day lives, how we show up for ourselves, how we connect with the people we love and how we spread more of it. Right. This is what this time is about. And so I'm super excited to be on week three with you guys. It's it's technically week four, but week one, we let it go for about two weeks because we had um, a holiday. We had Labor Day. And also, I just felt that it was necessary for us to take a little bit more time for that particular episode. So if you're needing to recap, right? Don't hesitate to go back to week one, week two, and refresh your mind, read the newsletters, get acquainted with the process where we're at what we're doing. Um, Each week is definitely different. If you're new here, it is not the same thing. We're not sticking to the same theme. It is just a lot of different things that I've been uh, wanting to share with you guys and allow you to share with it and, and make these necessary changes in your life as well, because I have personally had to do these things, but I'm also doing them with you now, right? So we're doing this together. We in this thing together. And it is really exciting to hear your feedback and to see how you are implementing these things into your life and the, the eye-opening revelations you've received because of it. And I love that. That is exactly why I do it. That is exactly why I'm so intentional with putting these things out. And I am so happy that you guys are receiving it in the way that I intended, which is a way to make you more intentional in your own life, a way to allow you to connect in your own life, allow to make you more aware of the importance and the significance of who you are in your life. Right? So This particular week is going to be about including people outside of yourself. Now, the first two weeks have been very much so about you. And much of this series is going to be about you. All of it really is in some aspects about you. But we don't do life alone. We don't do life by ourselves, right? So I have implemented weeks, a couple of weeks of different um assignments that will allow you to include others that are close to you, people that you do life with, right? And also in some ways, people that you don't, right? This is not just about people think when they think about detoxes, they think about cleanses, they think about challenges, it is always about restricting and holding things for yourself and doing things for yourself. And it is about letting go and release and healing and it's about recovering and all of that. But we're going to always continuously be on this journey of healing. Healing does not stop. Even when you've healed from one thing, you still have to recover fully from that thing. But that could be a lifelong process depending on what that thing may be. And you have to give yourself grace in that space, right? You can't just every day can't be about you and your trauma and your feelings and your fears. And you are leaving out one of the most important aspects of your life, which are the people that you are in that you're doing life with. Your children, your spouses, your fam, your parents, your um, co-workers, your friendships, everything, 
everything, your neighbors, right? So many things that we do in life, so many ways that we interact in life, we don't consider other people, we don't consider how it affects other people, we don't even consider how our individual journeys of healing and our individual journeys of self acceptance and um, the the revelations that we get regarding our life, we don't understand how that even impacts other people because it does, right? It does affect other people. People that are close to you are also intertwined in your journey. And so to negate that is to really do an injustice to you and the process and all of the work that you think you're putting in. Okay, so this particular week, we are definitely not going to uh, pretend that there's some things going on externally. We already know that, right? The world is crazy. Situations happen. We're in the middle of different transitions. We got a lot going on, right? There's a lot happening. I know for me personally, I'm in the process of preparing to move. I'm in the process of preparing for Um, Just a couple different things in my life that I'm having to work through. Right. And I'm having to make time for. And there's a lot of different moving parts. But one of the main things that we cannot forget is our relationships with self, our relationships with life, our relationships with our partners, our relationships with our existence in the day to day programming that we allow ourselves to engage in or the day-to-day routines that we've allowed ourselves to implement. All of this is a part of newness, renewal, right? And we are going into autumn seasons. The um, fall equinox in the Northern Hemisphere, in the Southern Hemisphere, you're going into spring. But we are here leaving summer, going into autumn, which is all about going within, And what we're doing, these steps and these um, assignments that we're allowing ourselves to be a part of and we are participating in are all building our repertoire for us to be able to maintain, for us to be able to sustain and to really keep our balance during the months of darkness, right? Or the months of quiet time or the months where we can't be in the streets turned up or the months when you are away from the loved ones that you care so much for. The holiday season is a very bittersweet moment for a lot of people. Everyone doesn't get excited about the holidays. Me personally, especially Thanksgiving, I had to really participate actively daily in retraining what retraining my mind to see the beauty in what it really meant for me, which was lost. I've always lost some of the closest people to me first being my father in autumn. Okay. Day before Thanksgiving. So Thanksgiving was not for about 15 years, really, you know, it wasn't really my thing at all for about, I'll say 10 years, 10, 11, 12 years, because about five years ago, I created a routine. And I created a, you know, I live by this most beautiful tree that I'm actually, I'm kind of going out on a tangent, but it, it does support the the mission. But I'm just trying to tell you guys that I have this tree that's in front of me and I'm actually moving um, shortly. I won't be in front of this tree, but I'll be in front of more beautiful greenery. So I'm happy about that. But this particular tree, I focused on every autumn. I focused on how the leaves fell. I focused on the bareness of it. I focused on the roots of the tree. I focused on all of these things. Um, and I noticed the little changes in it every single season because that was the way I healed. That is the way I didn't feel like I dreaded the season. And then I got plants and I got certain type of plants and these plants bloom in fall. Right. So it brought this aspect of life in the midst of death. Okay, And then my nephew was I I found out my nephew was a um, a boy. I found out my sister was having a boy on my on the anniversary of my father's transition date. So it was like, wow, like all of these things began to happen years after my father passed that helped me support my grieving that also helped me to see the beauty in life and new beginnings. And every season since I've had something happen that has really, really changed the trajectory and the path I'm on. So it's almost like I look, 
I, I don't look forward to it because I don't know what's happening, but I always expect change in the season of autumn. And that is exactly what happened last year. It is exactly what happened the year before that. And it is happening again this year for me. So it's, it's that those little things, the season, the holiday seasons are bittersweet for people. So instead of us thinking about the glorification of the commercialization of let's think about the interpersonal aspects when it comes to interacting with people who may not feel as perky and happy and excited about life as you may. And even if you don't, for some of us, it makes us feel better giving life and helping and and contributing to someone's smile for the day. And I speak in the previous series about how I am currently, um, going through this space where I, I feel much better today. Like I'm, I'm in a very, but it is up and down when it comes to the realization that I actually had a neighbor that I was interconnected with in my, for my apartment, right it, there, you know, and I was the first person to know that they passed by ascent, by the signals I was getting from flies. And I don't live with that person, that person. And I didn't ever speak, but outside when I saw him, you know, so that impacted me. But it was so many different things that really hit home for me. And it triggered me to the point where I I didn't stay in my home for almost a week um, because I needed to process and I needed to hold space for and I needed to feel like I was honoring the sacredness of what had happened to me because it happened to him. But I also was affected indirectly, but very directly because of where I live. Right. Because I'm right here because my bedroom is attached to your bedroom. Your wall. The only thing disconnecting or keeping us apart is our walls. Right. And. So it was it's a very transformative, but the love that I've received from my neighbors, right, the support, the people who have been really genuine, genuinely concerned about my well-being, making sure I'm mentally okay, It reminded me of the beauty of humanity. It reminded me the beauty of people that see you and don't know you, but they see you and they feel you and they just want you to feel better. And so here we are. Right. And I am about to move. Because that was. God's way, right? I'm, I'm about to move in. It's a better place. I, I love it, but it's a bittersweet moment because I've been where I am for almost eight years. It is home to me. It has been where I've laid a lot of roots. I have a lot of memories in here. Every inch of this place is covered with a piece of me, and I will be walking away from a lot of it and then carrying some of it with me. So that is what it's very important about us transitioning from summer into fall. It's about releasing and it is about letting go, but it's also about honoring the process, but also honoring the rebirth, the rebirth of all things, not just life in general, when it comes to someone transitioning, but you're, there's a lot of rebirth happening in relationships. A lot of rebirth has happened within you. You, you, you're not the same person. You don't look the same, feel the same. You don't speak the same or you shouldn't. So this is about allowing yourself the natural flow of the surrender to the change. Because we've done the month over month, right? We've already done the month over month. We've kind of reviewed the changes and the shifts and all of the things that have happened in the last eight to 12 months. But now it's time for us to really show up as that healed version or that recovered version of myself. The things that I know that lesson was supposed to teach me. Now it's time for me to move like I've been taught. Right. So, yes, we know that there's a lot of things going on in our lives. We know that there's a lot of changes happening around us. We know that there's a lot of things that are occurring in the world that will affect you, that have affected you. But the impact that it has on you is one aspect. Think about the aspect of the people that are connected to you. How has it affected them? How has their life changed? How have you made their life better? How have you shown them that you're there for them other than saying it? How have you presented and practiced your different love language or their love language without verbalizing and asking? What have you observed about them? 
And this is not just romantic partnerships. This can be friendships. This can be your children. This could be your coworkers. This is in every interaction you have in life in general with human beings. How have you been a light in their day? Even if they look like they're glowing, how have you added light to their day? Right? So this particular week is all about observing and implementing. Observing and implementing. We have to be able to allow ourselves the grace to continue to learn, but also accountability when we don't apply what has been learned, what you have been taught, what you should have already gained wisdom from. This is about birthing new forms of commitment. Right? What are you committed to? Who are you committed to? And how do you nurture that commitment? How do you show up to that? Do you do it the same way you've done all commitments? Because if you do, it won't last. It won't, it won't work. So this is about noticing the little caveats, paying attention to the signs, pay attention to the words that are said and not said, paying attention to the different signals that you may get that you consciously may not be paying attention to because you're so focused on you. So this week, we're not just focusing on us. We're focusing on the ones that we interact with, that we share space with, that we hold space for, that we really are building a life in conjunction with, right? That's what we're doing. And we're doing this in a way that is going to be penetrating deeply because we are still in Virgo season. So it is very deeply felt. It's an earth energy, but it is very much so analytical. It's mutable. It's adjustable. It's about finding the best way, the best fit. But we're also going into Libra season, which is air energy, which is very much intellectual capacity. So it's about utilizing what you know mentally, applying it in the physical in a way that is absolutely easily moldable. And how do we do that? How do we mold things that we want to stay the same? Right? So this is about allowing yourself to rise to different levels of evolution in your commitments. Sharing space with people that you want to do that with because there's so much, so many opportunities for it and you're not going to force it. This isn't a force. This isn't us trying to, you know, we have to be very uh, easily adjustable. You know, don't be so rigid that you don't want to change. And no one really loves change. I mean, some people may. I'm not going to say no one. I don't like using words that are absolute like that. But when it doesn't pertain to myself, because I don't know what every individual would prefer. But I do know that change brings a bit of unease, disease with people in general, because it is an adjustment that has to be made. And if you're not someone who likes to be adjusted often and you don't like your stability shaken, then change can be a very frightening thing. Too much change can be unhealthy. And crippling. But just enough change is where you grow. It's how you evolve. Right? So this week, we are honoring the new beginnings. We're honoring the changes. We're honoring the new versions of ourselves, the buds that have been um, blooming. At the same time, we're holding space for this for those parts that need a little work. That need a little more intention. That need a more, you know, strategic approach. And for a lot of it, it is allowing yourself to be vulnerable, allowing yourself to recognize that you've already done a lot of work. You may not have done the ultimate work, but you've done a lot of work and it's okay to show up as the, the version of yourself who has bloomed through that debris. You don't have to hold this whole uh, anger, angry person syndrome energy when you don't even deal with that circumstance in a situation anymore. You've allowed the, the experience to taunt you and to taint you in a way that makes you unpleasurable. 
that makes you hard to please, that makes you hard to talk to, makes you hard to be in the same space with. But you're still requiring that someone show up for you in a certain way, but you're not a pleasant person. You, you, your spirit isn't safe. You're not at ease. You don't make people feel comfortable. Your mouth is too mouthy and you talk too much. You, you don't know how to be compassionate or show compassion. You don't know how to be an empathetic person. You think you know it all. These are traits that really are a turnoff in any circumstance, whether it's an intimate relationship or a work one or regular interaction with people in general in, in the world. You're just a nasty person. And then there's on the flip side where you might need to stand up for yourself a little more. You might need to speak your needs a little more clearly. You may need to be open to realizing that not everyone is here to hurt you. And not everybody has an agenda. You have to be clear about what you want, what you need, and also what the other person or other thing you're interacting with can bring. What is your capacity to receive? But what is your capacity to give? How much of your time are you sacrificing for things that don't bring you joy or peace? And how many people are connected to you out of obligation opposed to desire? So this week, we are honoring what we are devoted to. And we are implementing things that will bring more joy and more peace and new opportunities for us to review where we may have missed some steps, where we should be held accountable or where we need to maybe hold other people accountable, but not by you forcing it. It's by you showing this is a thing. Sometimes it's clear when you tell a person what you want. Sometimes it's clear when you show them. So if I tell you, I would like you to be more uh, romantic, right? Or I tell you, I would like for you to listen more. And you still don't get it, right? It's not processing you. You tell me you understand, but it doesn't process. So now it's time for me to implement those things. Maybe I should show you. Maybe I should be more intimate, romantic toward you. And romance doesn't have to be touching people. Romance can be writing letters. Romance can be sending a song. Romance can be making someone's favorite dinner. Romance can be all types of things, depending on what your love language and their love language is. And remember, we're not practicing love language that we want on us. We're practicing their love language on them. What do they want? What, what makes them feel appreciated? What makes people feel adored? What makes people feel desired? What makes people feel appreciated? What makes people feel like you value them and you honor them beyond what they can do for you? That is, that is what we're doing, right? That is what we're doing. We're bringing a balance to it because we get so caught up in what we want, what we want someone to do for us, how we want someone to show up for us, how we want someone to be in a relationship or in a connection or in a space with us, how we would like people to talk to us, how we want to be respected. But what do you show in return? That's a very closed ended way of thinking, closed ended way of existing when you are only seeing you. And your needs, your desires, your expectations, your principles, all of that. Like, it ain't all about you. So, that's a hard pill to swallow for a lot of people who think the world revolves around them. Your world revolves, and it does, in a sense, revolve around you. But you're not in your world by yourself. So, it doesn't just revolve around you. It revolves around everyone who is intersecting and interconnected in your world. So this week, we're implementing those things. And hopefully, by the end of the week, you recognize how it's changed the dynamics of your homes, how it's changed the environment you work in, how it's changed the way you communicate, how it's changed the way that you interacted, and also how people respond to you and react to you. 
you will be surprised at the change of the the aura when you shift you shift the energy and then you also may have a hard truth and realizing that a lot of the toxicity that you were involved in and felt was because of the energy that you brought and the way that you spoke and the way that you treat people and the way that you don't listen and the way that you don't communicate and when you realize those things it changes a lot A lot of you've been fighting with yourself. You've been fighting with other people. You've been in this pause position. You've been waiting. You've been wondering. You've been hoping. You've been praying. You've been asking. You've been fasting. You've been doing everything you can to change everybody else. But sometimes the change that's needed is within you. You're setting the tone. So this week we're going into our space and we're being vulnerable and we're showing up in vulnerable ways. And it doesn't mean weak. I want you to disconnect from the idea that vulnerability is weakness. It is not. It is not. You're naturally vulnerable. You're naturally in a space. And it doesn't mean you've been walked over, but you need to take this armor off. Unless the armor is needed, you need to take that armor off because that armor is a repellent. Okay, you know what what circumstances and what scenarios and what spaces you need certain armor for. You don't need to take your war armor into your home unless you're at war in your home. And if you're in war in your home, you need to change some things for sure. Right. So this week you have many choices. You have many, many choices. We are walking and breathing and experiencing life in different ways because we're going to show up differently. We're stepping in our power, but we're making decisions in a way that frees us from this idea of things having to be a certain way monolithically, right? We're not trying to sit in a space where we're just the same all the time and everything is the same. It's gotten boring, okay? Your relationships are stale, (laughs) they're stale and they're one-sided and you think you're happy you're pretending to be your 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 partners your kids everyone is is pretending Uh, are they really happy though you know do they really want to be with be around you all the time are they really this filled with joy no not every day you won't be but for the majority of the time are they i don't know i don't know You can play all the card games you want to asking questions. You can. It's in the eyes. It's in the spirit. It's in the mood. It's in the way that they interact with you. Okay. So this week we have walked through. We're walking through. Right. We're walking through all of these misconceptions. We're taking out the opinions of others. We're taking out the misconceptions. We're taking it all out. We're taking it all out. And we are finally going to sit in a space where we can just move differently based on what we feel. And this is based on what we're observing, right? So what are you observing? Let's think about the people that you're in the same home with, right? What are you seeing that they like that you don't do? What is their love language? First of all, if you don't know their love language, it's a great opportunity to learn their love language because you're going to be implementing all the love languages to see what fits best. So if you know your par- your person's love language, whether it's your partner, whether it's your parents, whether it's your um, co-workers, whether uh, love language is a, uh, a action, but it doesn't have to be sexual it doesn't have to be um invading people's space it can be i do something very simple i have an example my love language is words of affirmation quality time of course um and throughout quality it's words of affirmation quality time and and physical touch right but over the years they have fluctuated but it stayed those top three my partner is also those three but they're they're backwards from minds right um so I've had to end being that he's military our connection our way of um showing those love languages it varies right but we have that keeps it spicy it keeps it spontaneous but in a very healthy way for us it's anyway so 
beyond my partner, though, there are things that I will do. Like, I'll know that this person likes to show or this person likes to um, bring donuts to the office. I don't eat donuts. I don't want donuts. I may eat a donut every now and then. But for the most part, I don't like, you know, sweets. But anyway, they bring the donuts to the office. This person's love language is obviously action and giving. Right. They love to show people that they care, that they um, they like to do things for people, you know, in that way. It's kind of acts of service. OK, so they like to do those things when it comes to. The office, you know, they always ask, what do you need? What do you want? But then notice who all does that for that person. Probably not many people, right? And oftentimes we show up as our love language, right? We we're doing things for others in the way that we would want them done for us. It's almost just, it's just almost common sense, right? But when you pay attention and you sit back and you observe that this person, and I'm just using this as an example, but this person brings donuts to the office every Friday. They like routine. They like to show people they care. And they also want to let people know that they are appreciated by doing very simple things, feeding them. You may think donuts are no big deal, but you don't know what people are dealing with in their lives. You don't know how many people just could be really hungry that morning, but didn't have the money to get them breakfast or whatever. But knowing that they'll have donuts on Friday, you know, and the person who's purchasing these donuts may not think in the depths of this, but they know that people like donuts or people like sweets or they want to get coffee for everyone in the morning I'm not doing that for any other reason other than that's their love language that's how they show people they care so when you notice this is this person does this all the time this person always does this on Friday so on Tuesday or on Wednesday I'm going to do it for them I'm just going to do it for them I'm going to come in and I'm going to have a donut on their desk with coffee no, no expectation, no nothing. And I'm in me, I'm a, you know, I'm just different. I'll write a note and say, I hope you have a great day. Do you know what that does to a person? So for me personally, I also do this thing where I buy these blank notes um, with envelopes from Target. I'm a Target girl all day. And I will write a little message for the morning and stick it on someone's car. I don't put my name on it. I don't do any of that. I just put, I just sign it. I mean, I just write a little note like, um, I hope your day is beautiful. I hope that, you know, what everything that you encounter today is what you deserve. I hope that you see the beauty in the day because you showed up like things like anything that I'm feeling in that morning, I write it and I put it on someone's car. I put it on someone's door. I love to do those things. I love to do those things. You know, so in your life in general, you can implement love languages in a way that's for multiple different reasons. This week, you're going to implement those. You're going to choose someone. Now, I'm not saying go spend a whole bunch of money. I'm not saying go buy food for everybody. I'm saying do the simple things. If you know that. Someone, let's say your partner is in the house or your mom is in the house or your dad is in the house and your dad is always outside in the yard. Your grandma's always in the yard. Your grandma's always on her feet cooking. They're, they love certain herbs. They love certain, you know, fragrances or candles. And you know that, you know, they like to clean up. So they're always cleaning. Maybe you can show up in support and help them clean. Or maybe you can have the house cleaned for them. Or you know that they don't like a dirty car, but you notice that they haven't had the time or they always wash their car on Saturday and you don't have the time. That could be their release or whatever to, to wash the car. You don't have to wash the car, but maybe you can help them get the. You can buy the things, a new washcloth. You can buy them new tire cleaner. You can buy them whatever. You know what I mean? Like just implement things that you're observing that they like to do for others or themselves and you do it for them. You know that when your partner gets home, they're stressed out, whatever the case may be, or they're not stressed the way that they decompress as they play the game. Well, if you get home before them or even if you don't sit down and 
have the controller ready. Sit down and be ready to watch them play the game. Or you sit down, let them play the game. You read something or you write something or you do like you're implementing that. And that's creating quality time. You understand what I'm saying? You are having to implement these love languages in a way that is flexible to your routine. And even if you're living at home with your parents, you can observe your mother, your father. You can observe your siblings. You can observe your children. What are some things your children like to do? What are some things your kids enjoy? What are some things your kids have asked you to do with them and you haven't made the time to do it or you just don't feel like it's important and you feel like it's too silly? Maybe you can do that. That's her love language. And it also is quality time. Words of affirmation. When a person is always self-conscious, when you know that a person is self-conscious about their looks, if you know someone who is very... um critical of themselves or maybe they're critical of other people maybe you can hear them saying something negative and you counter that with a positive thing that makes them think about what they just said that's acts of service in a way you know but one of the main important things that I know is that when we're dealing with life and we're dealing with people, we often get caught up in what we feel and what we think. And we don't take the time to observe others around us. We're always talking. We're always doing. We're always moving. We think that we need to be. It's time to really be pause, be still and really sit with what is happening around you. What is happening around you? It could be something as simple as you're at work and you know someone talks on the phone all day and they're talking on the phone, work phone. They're talking on the phone. They're handling business. Uh, they're, they're interviewing people. They're doing all these things in their business. Sometimes they don't even have time to get water or you, you know that they like coffee in the morning and they don't have the time. Ask them, would you like for me to get your coffee or get them a bottle of water? That's easy. That's easy. It forces you to pay attention to the people that you interact with in these spaces and watch how it changes. Simple gestures change a lot in every single day. Do that. Do something differently, though. Do something differently. And you don't have to do it for one person. You do it for as many people as you want, but do it. If you know someone likes physical touch or, you know, physical touch doesn't have to be all weird, right? It doesn't have to be weird, but some people are huggers. And I know we got a lot of stuff going on. You know what I'm saying? We got a lot of different diseases. So you might want to be careful with that. But let's say your partner has, um, uh, he likes hugs and you're not much of a hugger or you're not much of a touchy person. When you're, when you see your children or you see your, your mom or you see your grandmother or whatever, like. Hug them. Hug them. You would be surprised at what how that changes so much of a person's day. How that changes so much of their life that day. It's the little things. Letting people know that they are appreciated, letting letting people know that you care, letting them know that you like spending time with them, making time for them. That's a part of building and, and creating life and, and whatever. If you know that a person likes music, right? Music is beautiful. It's universal. And, you know, a person likes certain type of music, send them a, a song that's similar to their taste in music. Something that you don't know if they've heard or not, but you sing it and you're like, hey, I thought you would like this. I think I think you'll like this or, hey, I know that you like this actor. I saw that this movie like um, they have a new movie out or have you seen this movie by this actor? And even if you have or even if you know that they have, it opens up a dialogue for them to talk. People always say things like I don't like small talk. And I honestly I honestly don't like. I don't like when people make mindless small talk, you know, but I don't care. I love small talk in general because it's the small talk that makes you learn more about people. It's not the big, long, heavy conversations all the time. You say a lot of words and mean nothing and say nothing and it's all bullshit. But if you're talking to someone long enough and you're having enough small conversations and you ask the right small type of questions, you can actually learn a lot. I've learned a lot about people through small talk. Small questions. 
small question, something as small as the weather, right? Oh my God, it's so hot outside. Oh, well, obviously it's hot outside, but that can open up a dialogue for, hey, you know that when you're feeling really hot, this particular, this particular, uh, juice helps me or this is a very refreshing juice I like to get from chop shop that opens up oh this person likes this restaurant this person likes this type of juice this person likes to juice you know what I mean like those type of things really 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 um open up so many dialogues it's the small-minded people and it's a lot of small-minded people in the world because you'll hear them say I don't like small talk a lot of them are very small simple-minded very I focused very what I want in this what how does this benefit me it ain't always about you sometimes the other person needs what you are unwilling to give you know like it's not just about you and so I've really grown to just disconnect from those type of people because I don't like small-minded people for one and I also don't like people who are so selfish in the world you're selfish it doesn't hurt you to take a second to hear someone. That could be the thing that they need. Even when someone says, oh, how are you day? Are you okay? I make it a very, very, I never say, how are you doing? And keep walking. I always stop and I look at them in the eyes and I'm like, how are you? That little small change, that little small pause makes them feel like, whoa this person cares this person's really concerned this person really wants to know how I'm doing and they may not spill all their life story right there but they'll think about it and they'll remember and they'll give you a little bit they may say fine and if you got a little more time you sure let me know if you need anything if you're conscious and you're paying attention you know when a person says fine they're fine and they're really not And you don't have to be invasive. You don't have to be nosy. You don't have to be in their business, but you can be present and you can say, okay, well, if you're, if you need anything, I'm here, let me know. Even if you don't know them, it could be something simple. They're stressed about work. They need a little avenue. You could be the resource. If you're not a resource and you don't have any resources, then of course you can help them lead them somewhere else. But that is building relationships. Relationships are not just the people you sleep with or want to sleep with. Relationships are about relating. So this week, that's what we're doing. We're relating to people. We're observing and we are implementing what we have observed. Period. So you're going to have to be present. In order to be present for others, you have to be still. And you got to pause. And that's difficult. It is hard. It is uncomfortable. But it's necessary. If you want your relating in the world to change and you want your home to feel better and you want people to really see you differently and respond to you differently, guess what you're going to have to do? Show up differently. Create the atmosphere for the environment you're trying to grow and create. Okay? So this week, observe and implement And you practice this in your relationships, practice this in your work life, practice this in every interaction that you have. Doesn't have to be every person. You can do it just do once a day if you're comfortable. There's a lot of people that are introverts, right? But if you're an introvert and you're in a relationship, you still gonna have to relate to the person. So you need to observe if that person is more outgoing and you're more of an introvert. How can you make them feel like you have a commonality? Yeah, I know that whole saying is balanced, but yeah, okay. How do you make this person feel like you're involved in what they like to do? Or how can you support them in what they like to do? If you're not a person who likes to be out and you don't really like to be around people, you're not really a people person, quote unquote. Okay, this person is. So how can you help them do that? What can you send them a link to a a, a movie that's showing? Show them, you know, if they like, to be out and they like to go and they like to try different foods, send them a text to a restaurant that you know that they like. And even if they don't go with you, you don't even like to go nowhere. So let them be let it's not about you and your feelings and being clingy and being stuck. It's about allowing someone to feel seen, heard and felt for who they are and what they like and what they need. Right. Yeah, 
that's fun and it's incredible and it's freeing and it's really liberating and you will feel much different after you do one of these things, right? After you have shown this, right? If you do it long enough, it just becomes, to me, it's just who I am naturally, but it ain't who everyone is, obviously, right? But once you do it, write a little note to yourself or type it in your phone, however y'all do. I write things down. I'm a writer. So you write things down, write it down. How did they feel? How do you feel? How do you feel after? That's when it's about you. Once you did it, how did you feel? How did you feel as you were about to do it? And then what was the response that you got? So this is about being intentional in how you show up. When it comes to strangers, you're just doing nice gestures. You know, um, it used to be back in the day where people would be in the drive through at McDonald's and they'll pay for the person behind them. Right. And the person by the time the person gets you don't even know how that person responds. But you can imagine that person is very excited because you never know what a person is dealing with and going through. And they may have really been planning to spend their very last or they may have had to scrape a little bit of money that they had to get them something to eat because they hadn't had had anything and someone in front of them pays for their food or someone in front of them buys them a coffee someone in front of them puts money towards their order like you just don't know at the grocery stores people now this era of humans that are being bred and created and moving in life are very selfish and self-centered and that really is very sickening because if they're the future and y'all are the future and you're not really that's sad that's sad. And that's that's very disheartening for someone who wants to grow old because I don't want those type of people looking after me. I don't want to live a world with those type of people around me. I intentionally move in spaces that those type of people aren't prevalent. And when they are, I get away from them. So if that is you, this is your opportunity to change that and shift that and change the experience that people have with you. Your attitude is bad. Change your attitude. Why is your attitude bad? Why did you wake up mad? Change that. Instead of the first thing you say to someone being something they didn't do, why don't you try implementing gratitude for what they did do? Saying that they that you appreciate the effort that they did make. You will be surprised at what that does and how that changes a lot of things in your relationships. And by the end of the week, because you're going to do this every day, once a day, minimally, Preferably more, but hey, I don't want you, you know, too uncomfortable. But once a day. And I'm not saying what you want. I'm not saying, oh, I'm going to send them a Bible verse because I think they need Jesus. Uh, Listen, Bible thumper, stop it. Okay, cut it out. What do they need? What do they not what you think they need? What do they need? What do they do? What are their um, moments of excitement? What do they enjoy? What do they need to feel loved? What do they need to feel cared for? What do they not you? It ain't about you. So save your Bible thumping, save your judgment and your critique because it ain't about that. It ain't about that. So take your judgment hat off and also envision that everything you're doing is a seed you're sowing and you may not get it back from that person. You may not get it back from that circumstance. It's not about that. It's not about I'm doing this to get something back. It's about you noticing and observing how you can change a room, how you really can change a person's energy, how you can really influence negativity and toxicity by your presence alone and how you can dispel it by your presence alone. That is what this is about. And it's exciting. It's exciting. So you're utilizing every single opportunity that you get to show up as a different version of you for someone else. The five love languages are words of affirmation, acts of service, physical touch, quality time and gifts. And gifts don't have to be spending a whole bunch of money on folk. It doesn't have to be, you know, oh, I'm doing this elaborate thing. And if you don't really know the person, gifts may not be there. You may not want to be doing no gifts. For strangers, gifts can be, for instance, the people who are displaced, who don't have homes, who are on the street, you can 
give them something to drink. You can get them a, a meal or money. Whatever you're able to do without the judgment. I don't know what they're going to do. It don't matter what they're going to do with the money. You don't do what everything you're supposed to do with money. And you know you got bills to pay. So let's let's stop the judgment. Let's stop the critique. You ain't God. You ain't a God. You have not created any type of opportunities for the people to not be on the street. If you can't take them off the street and show them a direction that is better than what you are viewing, then hush and help or shut up. That's it. That's it. Stop sowing seeds out of feeling like you're obligated to a return, but also stop being so judgmental on people. Everyone's doing the very best they can where they are in the level that they have the capacity to do so. And so what you are not in that circumstance, but you can be. And for a lot of you, you have been or close to it. So don't forget how quick life can change. Don't forget. That we're still in these uncertain times where anything can change rapidly. Let's not forget. Okay, let's be mindful and intentional. This is going to be a very, very beautiful week. I'm super excited about the outcome. It's exciting because it's allowing us to really engage and implement change in a way that we probably haven't done before. Shifting the dynamics. It's going to refresh your relationships. It is really going to help you feel better about yourself and help others feel better about them and being in connection with you. Suddenly, I don't hate working by you every day. Suddenly, I don't I, I don't despise seeing your face as soon as I walk through the door. Suddenly, the kids aren't dreading to call you or text you because they know you're going to respond with a judgmental tone. Suddenly, you know, they feel comfortable sharing a little bit more of themselves with you, a little bit more of their space with you. Because you change something. And you don't have to announce what that change is. Don't announce what that change is. Just do it. Okay. So this is a very beautiful week. I look forward to us journaling, journaling, journaling and journaling through this week together. Um, it's going to be very exciting for us all in the most beautiful way. Okay. So until our next episode. Please be gentle with yourself. Be gentle with others. I will release the newsletter for this particular week's challenge Monday. So know you'll have this episode. You'll have the newsletter to support you. And I cannot wait to hear what comes from it. All right. I love you guys. I love you guys. I love you guys. Bye.